For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hey there, you've wandered onto the VUC, a weekly conference produced by IP Communications and VoIP Community. We would like to thank Simwood.com. Simwood can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our host at PBX is from Onsip.com. You can get a URL that people can click to call you at Onsip.com slash GetOnsip. Speaking of SIP, we use the best PSTN and SIP conference bridge in the world, zipdx.com. Our website at vuc.me is on bluehost.com. And thanks to Voxbone for our world local rate dial-ins. All right, and thank you, Michael, for the pre-roll. Uh, and thanks to Andy Smith, to Mr. James Bodie, to Jay Carpenter. Hello. You don't have to speak when I say your name, folks. <laughs> Jay Carpenter, Mr. Tim Panton, and another Tim, uh, Timothée Rebourg. J'espère que j'ai prononcé ça correctement. Tim? Oui, oui. Parfait. Excellent. That's, that's how you spell it. Great. And here we're going to talk about, I need to switch my, uh, I know nobody really needs to know this, but there we go. So I had to do some extensive uh, work here to switch because... Uh, uh, our friend, uh, uh, now I can't think of his name. He knows who he's talking, who I'm talking about in Scotland. Somebody, James, help me out. Corrado, that's it. Corrado uh, told me that I was, uh, I had like several hundred milliseconds of uh, lag, so I'm on the camera direct now. I'm not using all that fancy stuff. Anyway, we're going to start by asking uh, the Tim number two, who is uh, Monsieur Rebour. Tim, we usually ask people how they even got into technology at all in the first place. You want to give us a little background on where you're coming from. You're not a horribly old person like the rest of us. So give us a little uh, uh, history of how you got into tech and how you got into encryption, for example. And don't forget to unmute. Well, uh, I got into tech uh, when I was in um, elementary school. Uh, I started building my computer uh, back then. Uh, and uh, well, I always always loved uh, doing with um, uh, well uh, doing my uh, my own stuff on my computer, uh, coding and so on. Uh, and um, I started using encryption uh, when I was twelve, actually, uh, with GPG. Uh, that was my first experience. And uh, I uh, I've been trying to get uh, people to use uh, GPG for like uh, well ten years now, and because uh, they are uh, uh, not very tech savvy uh, as I am. Uh, it's really difficult, and that's why, uh, mainly why I started uh, doing Silk. Okay, and that that brings me to a very quick story where I was dealing with with web agencies, and uh, whether they were on Windows or Mac, they had a lot of trouble. They wanted, for example, we had we were dealing with servers, and we needed to send lots of credentials, lots of usernames and passwords, and um, they were so clueless with GPG. The Windows people never got GPG. GPG installed. I think Apple Mail has, there's a couple of ways to do it, but none of them are very elegant. Um, so what we ended up doing half the time was saying, okay, between one and two this afternoon, I'm sending you a password with nothing else via SMS and then get that password. And then tomorrow at 3 a.m., I'll send you the username and the, uh, <laughs> the server name. I mean, it was so absurd. The other alternative is um, calling them up and saying, capital U, of course, I'm translating this into French in my head while I'm talking to them. U petit a, le chiffre trois, you know, so it's like endless. Off. So that kind of brings us to the reason you are even um, doing what you're doing. Who, actually, we kind of answered the question, but who do you see your, as your audience for a seal? Um, well, uh, at, at the beginning, we uh, we were uh, thinking about uh, the whole world. Uh, that was our, our goal, and it's still our goal. But we, we need to start somewhere. Uh, and uh, our main target right now uh, it is the companies that uh, have uh, sensitive information that they exchange uh, internally or with their clients. 
And uh, today, uh, the uh, usual way of encrypting stuff is uh, by, uh, like you said, uh, sending a password uh, through uh, SMS and then uh, encrypting the documents or uh, the mes message with uh, 7-zip with a password on the on on the on the archive. Uh, well, so that's pretty pretty well uh, complicated to to do uh, first and uh, not that secure uh, so uh, we are trying to tackle uh, this uh, this very this very use case for uh, companies but it's open to anyone okay and i'm going to ask everybody because we have a nice panel going here uh, does anybody else have any horror stories of uh, encryption because most of you are technical in fact everybody here is pretty technical so but you've dealt with people how have you dealt with people who are clueless uh, start with the other Tim, Tim, do you? What, yeah, do you, it, it, tell it, us. It, that whole business about, about like uh, passwords to sites and uploading new data to them. I mean, I, I vividly remember being. But we had it. We used to have this mechanism where you could. One of my early sites, we used to have this mechanism where you could verify that the um, independently verify that the update was from the person you thought it was from, and this kind of stuff. And they basically said, "No, we're going to use FTP. We don't want any of this security nonsense." And we nearly lost the contract as a result because we said, "You know, we're going to MD5 check some your your updates, and then you're going to verify those over a different channel." And they said, "No, that's too complicated for us." Um, and, and and we said, "Well, look, really, you know, this is your livelihood here, and if you want to, anyway, we lost the argument." And we ended up running FTP for about five years on that site because that's what they wanted. Um, and, and yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a nightmare. I mean, uh, I don't think there are any good ways yet. So I'm really interested to hear what, uh, I mean, basically my thing is you get rid of passwords and, for, you know, they're, 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 they're the wrong answer to the wrong problem. Um, in huge number of cases, but I, that's not a popular opinion either. And we'll we'll get into two factor later before anybody jumps the gun. Um, who else would like to say something about horror stories or just comment on this whole idea of exchanging with clients, especially clueless clients? Well, Anything, I, Jay? I, I've got a James. story going back the other way. I mean, talking about you're clueless. You um, dealing with uh, a certain sim manufacturer who shall remain nameless, but then uh, they then got got hacked big time by a government agency um that you would expect a sim manufacturer to be really switched on when it comes to uh, encrypting and distributing uh, cryptographic key variables for sim cards and it came as a huge shock when this uh, this organization turned out to be really useless um and it had to be and it came as no surprise when when there's the big disclosure that they've been hacked and every single key variable that they've manufactured in every SIM card they've manufactured the last five years have been uh, uh, exploited. So, so that was interesting. Anyway, we won't talk about that anymore. Uh, most of that is public knowledge anyway, but... Well, anyway, there's the problem, and that's a problem that I think one uh, the, the main problem that Sealed is trying to solve. It's true that if I could have told the people to go to Sealed.io, S-E-A-L-D.io, and get that happening in... Um, in Chrome, uh, that would have solved my problem because my problem was, and by the way, I'm talking about, now I'm talking about the IT head over at the customer site who's a brilliant guy. He's very clever, but he's not into the Unix world. He's, and his, their whole site is Windows. So they were having problems and maybe, maybe problems just that they didn't want to install certain extra software on their, on their, uh, on their own computers or whatever. But for whatever reason, they never, it was a hassle for them to make it happen. They did make it happen because I said, hey, we're not going to be sending clear text back passwords around. Um, so anyway, and hello, Kathleen, in passing. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Kathleen will be a great candidate to talk about all this uh, this whole thing in, in just a moment, too, because she's been through this, I'm sure. Uh, Timothy, Timothy, um, moving on then, you have you have an extension that needs to be installed in Chrome. That, that process is actually transparent, I guess, but why don't you walk us through what happens when you get your letter, you get your email saying, hey, you're in the beta, you're in the sealed.io beta. What happens next? All right. So uh, when you receive the invitation for uh, for the beta uh, beta version, uh, well, you you download an uh, an app or an executable on uh, Windows. You you double click on it, and then you have uh, a three step wizard wizard to install uh, the app on your computer. Uh, so the first step is uh, copy pasting the uh, beta key. Then you type in your name and your email address. 
the next step is validating your email with a challenge uh, that is sent uh, through email, and then you're set up. Uh, a Chrome extension will be automatically installed on your computer, and uh, you can right-click, uh, highlight, right-click, and seal uh, and encrypt uh, any message, uh, any text you want on Chrome, and uh, encrypt files in uh, in a single drag-and-drop. Uh, I see uh, he, he's making a demo. Uh, so uh, basically, uh, this is your uh, contact list. It represents the, um, the public keys uh, of uh, your uh, recipients. Uh, you can uh, drag and drop a file in this uh, application, uh, select your uh, recipients, there, or click if you want. You can click to select a file and uh, then select your recipients uh, and it will make an encrypted version of your file that can be opened uh, by uh, only uh, the persons you chose. Right. By the way, James, I had you briefly uh, focused, but you had a whole list of people's emails and stuff, so it's probably not yeah, a great idea. Really. So, well, yeah, yes, you are, sure. Yes, you are. But um, I probably could have prepared something a little better, but I was trying to avoid using CamTwist. So CamTwist is the thing that allows you to focus on a small part of the screen. At any rate, there's a couple of things. Uh, the first thing is, uh, the most obvious, is getting contacts into this thing. And the second idea is, and that's via email addresses, the second idea is that you can do files, you can you can encrypt files for only yourself, which actually has a little bit of an interest in and of itself. I'm trying to think while I'm speaking of whether I can do a demo of that, because it's it's all in an app that's up in the on the Mac, it's on the taskbar, and it's not easily movable on the screen, so I'd have to move this things away and bring up, uh, and I'll try to do this while someone else is talking. Let me ask Kathleen, you're ready for this now. Kathleen, um, you work with FreeSwitch and you do a lot of things with uh, the guys there, and I'm sure those guys have no problem with PGP. Do you use PGP or GNU PG yourself? Uh, myself, no. Um, so if you need a, here's the big question, very embarrassing. <laughs> if you need a password, I suppose you go to somebody in the next room and say, write it down. How do people transmit, how do you exchange change uh, credentials that need to be secret or anything else that needs to be secret uh, between the team then? You must somehow be set up with them. Um, You know what? Funny story. I actually haven't encountered this yet where I've needed it, so I'm not sure, but I'm sure there's something that, that they've got um, that they use. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> okay. I'm, well, I'm going to guess that, that they would be using, they're just using NewPG or PGP. If I, uh, James, are you doing something interesting here? That, that, that was. We moved uh, all those emails we can show? Yeah, I think I have. Okay. Yeah. So as you see from what James is, well, now we're back to the email. Get yeah. the, all right, this little thing here, you can drag a file in there and and uh, name some people in your contacts who uh, can encrypt, who can decrypt. Well, in other words, you're, you're actually adding their keys. We should probably get Tim to explain this. Basically, you're adding their keys in. And, and it then, ends up being... You know, and it ends up being signed. And then you so can just... I, yeah. I and then took you, this file here, uh, dragged it in, and it's now um, signed and sealed, um, ready ready for transmission. Right. And then it could be sent by any means, obviously, and um, it's encrypted. And I know, I'm going to guess that Tim number one, our Tim, may have a question about things like the keys and how they're dealt with and where they're stored. Did you, were you thinking about that, Tim, by any chance? Tim I was indeed thinking about um, how you might, uh, wow, this is very confusing. I'm multi-layer screen sharing. Um, I don't even know who I am anymore. Uh, right. Um, what am I doing? Well, we see you. We see you. Right. Okay, cool. Um, very, yes, exactly. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So, uh, I have to look away. It's visually confusing. Um, Visual yeah, so feedback. Are we, just out of curiosity, what kind of, are these sealed files your own design or are you using a standard designer file? Are you using standard key management stuff or, or are you, you you creating new key styles or how, how does the kind of underpinning all hang together and 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 then the following question is who's reviewed that okay uh, so uh, basically we we haven't we haven't uh, re-implemented or reinvented uh, the, the 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 wheel completely uh, we are using uh, rsa uh, fi uh, 4096 for uh, asymmetric encryption and aes uh, 
256 uh, for symmetric encryption. Uh, for the uh, key exchange and uh, key management, we have we have our own protocol, uh, though. Uh, we have our own uh, public infrastructure uh, that uh, handles the key exchange. Uh, so uh, the uh, first uh, thing to do is to get the key, the public key of your uh, recipients. So we do that through email. Um, when you uh, register uh, your account on Sealed, uh, basically you uh, Sealed the Sealed server uh, sends you a challenge uh, through email, and then the Sealed application sends back uh, the challenge signed with the private private key. So it's a server-side uh, verified proof. Uh, and then uh, when you want to encrypt uh, a file or a message, uh, you type you type in the uh, email address of your recipients. The server uh, gives you uh, the uh, matching public key, if any. And uh, then uh, a symmetric key is uh, generated on a computer. Um, and then uh, a well, it's a bit complicated, but um, a message ID is asked uh, uh, on the server, and then uh, the symmetric key is encrypted for the recipients and then sent uh, to, the, to the server. So the server uh, holds the uh, public keys of the, all the seal users and also hold, holds uh, the uh, message, encrypted message keys of all the messages. So it uh, shrinks the messages and files and uh, allows to remove and add uh, recipients to a specific uh, message or file after it has been encrypted by, uh, an, uh, by someone else who has access to, uh, to the files. Is that clear enough? I'm just thinking about the... So you can retrospectively add recipient by adding them to a list of... By, by effectively allowing them to get a copy of of the encrypted symmetric key. Is that right? Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. Well, th this feature is not yet implemented in the app, so uh, you can't uh, do it, but the infrastructure allows it, and it's uh, it's in the roadmap to, to add uh, this uh, this feature. So, so in terms of kind of the, the, the current questions about uh, how end-to-end, -end, I mean, you know, there's a big trend of, of making everything more end-to-end -end and less server-dependent in terms of cryptography. So you're kind of taking a somewhat middle route in that you've got a centralized key server, which presumably also has all the metadata about who's talked to who, um, but you're not in a position to decrypt the messages themselves. That's right. That, that, that's right. We we don't provide a perfect forward secrecy uh, in that sense, so, and uh, also, we don't provide uh, with uh, the protection of the met metadata. Uh, it's mainly because um, uh, our app is designed to work on uh, any kind of uh, messaging platform. And those platform platforms uh, gather this metadata. So we didn't bother to protect the metadata uh, because uh, they were al already leaking from uh, somewhere else, somewhere else. Right. Um, and and to what extent do you think the fact that you're like so James always used to say that the thing about running a satellite phone was that you were absolutely obvious as being standing out in a crowd. So most people who are running GSM phones, you know, you've got 50 million people running GSM phones in this country and, and probably 10 that are running satellite phones. And, and they stand out like nobody's business in, in terms of like targets who you might want to uh, be interested in. To what extent do you think um, like encrypting your message is uh, in, say, Facebook Messenger? So I send a Facebook message to, to to James, and then just occasionally I encrypt it. Do you, is that something that you think that the Facebook people will will notice and become interested in, or do you think it's a reasonably safe thing to be doing? When you say the Facebook people, uh, do, do you mean the uh, Facebook team or uh, the Facebook uh, users? Um, I mean the team, I, I guess, or or, or indeed the, anyone who manages to snoop on the transport, because you're assuming the transport is. Uh, insecure. So if somebody's snooping on the transport, do you not think that flagging these messages is important I, by encrypting them is, is not somewhat of a, a risk in itself? Uh, it, it might. Uh, it might, but uh, well, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a risk that 
that uh, Facebook blocks, uh, bla blacklists uh, this kind of message. Uh, but uh, actually, they, they are uh, using on the messenger, on the mobile, mobile phones, they are using the Open Whisper uh, protocol to encrypt messages. Uh, I don't know if you, if, you, if you knew about this feature on, uh, on messenger. So, uh, well, they, it, those messages might get flagged as uh, more important and uh, might... Uh, might uh, lead to to some kind of, uh, of a, well, I don't know, some kind of investiga further investigation uh, to, on this person. But I, I don't think uh, it, it's it, it should uh, people should be worried uh, about that. I think that's actually a great general question. Um, I would like to uh, just show people how this works very briefly, if I may. But Tim, if you weren't done, no, okay. So this is just a very quick. Uh, this is kind of a very simple this is what you see, this is what happens thing. So I've, and hopefully there's nothing, all those porn extensions aren't visible and all that. Um, so I've got a, I'm, I'm opening a compose window here in Gmail. This is a, but this could be any software that allows modification in the field where I've got that text that says something like this is a test. In fact, Google has kindly put that they will look up this is a test for me, undo Mac. What else have we got here? Language settings. It's all Google, it's all Chrome stuff, right? Inspect speech and services. Uh, and sealed inserted itself into that menu um, block element yeah that's a, there's other extensions have messed with this as you can see but block uh, anyway sealed is there so I then and I need to drag because I'm kind of doing this manually over here like so and now we've got uh, as you can see I have many many friends many hundreds and thousands of friends here like there's two contacts possible actually it wouldn't be great if there were a lot of contacts would it um, so I can choose and I'm this isn't live so I'm not going to check anything but that's the next thing is who's this to and by the way that graphics a little I need to redo tiny bits so that you can see that there's a possibility also of just encrypt just for me. That's important because especially when you're trying it out, you may not have any friends at all. Or after you've tried it and send people encrypted messages, you probably won't have any friends either. Anyway, that's that. You've Having done that, this is what happens. And there it is. The ha-ha-ha message has been turned into a sealed message. It's kind of a, the sealed flavor, I would call this, of encryption because it really looks very much like any other PGP message or PGP encrypted message. Um, that is the physical bare bones way that this goes down. Now, are there any questions? And Jay has a great question, but before then, anything simple as far as how this actually works for you? And and also, by the way, is there a difference in platform? I guess it's Chrome-based, so it doesn't matter whether it's Windows or Mac or Unix, uh, whatever, Linux, whatever you're on, is the same. Is that right, Tim? Uh, actually, the, the encryption isn't done in the Chrome extension. It's done in the main application. Uh, so, uh, well, it's not platform-dependent, uh, we are not yet compatible with uh, Linux uh, because there are so many desktop environments. Uh, we 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 don't have the time to support uh, all of them. So uh, we we it's on the roadmap to, to support at least uh, Ubuntu or and Debian, but uh, but it's not done yet. Uh, but well, the, this is uh, definitely the the format, uh, and it's not platform dependent. Okay, uh, we'll get to Jay's question. I guess would be good. Jay, hi Tim, I'm Jay Carpenter, and um, <clears throat> I think this is a really cool use case and uh, application. And you know, I think it'll take a probably a little time to make it really dead simple. But I was just wondering, and maybe you're already doing this, but are you incorporating WebRTC at all in terms of the key exchanges? Uh, no. Have you, have you considered that uh, we we are not using uh, WebRTC uh, to to make the key exchange. It's completely uh, asynchronous uh, for uh, the encryption. So um, the the uh, the encryption is done uh, on the computer, and uh, and then the message keys uh, are sent. Uh, encrypted uh, for the recipients on the server uh, with, through a uh, REST API and then uh, the uh, recipients uh, get them back and decrypt them to decrypt the message uh, through this, uh, this uh, REST API as well. Great, thank you. Okay, um, and for the demo, for demo purposes, Randy, I, I, if I I've encrypted a message and I sent it. And both I got did. I got a file, an encrypted file, but it wasn't encrypted yeah. for me. Yeah, both to you and Andy. So uh, what I'm no. trying to demonstrate is one of the unique uh, features of Sealed is that you can do uh, you can encrypt a, a file and send it to multiple people, right. so they can then decrypt it with their private key. 
And that's one of the, the big uni- unique selling features, I suppose, of seals, isn't it, Timothy? Well, the, uh, one of the uh, main uh, uh, selling features of sealed uh, compared to uh, PGP or, or other encryption tools uh, is m- more uh, the uh, ease of usage. Uh, than uh, the features uh, because I, I think uh, PGP and uh, and uh, all other encryption tools allow uh, uh, encrypting a, a file or message for uh, multiple recipients as well. Yeah, that, that, that's true. But what I'm trying to say is that it's so hideously complicated that nobody ever does it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, that that's that's what we are trying to solve. Actually, uh, I, I used to uh, to to be a, a GPG user, uh, and uh, well, I didn't have so many contacts I could uh, encrypt uh, stuff with. Uh, so uh, it, it, it was actually only one and he quit uh, using uh, GPG. So uh, I was alone. Uh, I could encrypt my stuff to myself. But well, now uh, with with Shield, uh, I can encrypt uh, documents with my lawyers. I can encrypt uh, messages with my teams, uh, credit card numbers, passwords. And really, uh, I was in uh, San Francisco uh, for, uh, for uh, from September to December, I I have the uh, company credit card number, uh, and uh, one guy of my team was in Paris. Uh, he didn't have the credit card number and needed to buy something uh, with a, with it uh, on the internet. So I had to give it to him. And uh, if uh, and he's not uh, very uh, tech savvy, he, he designs the product so that it's usable. But he actually hasn't used GPG in, in his life, so uh, I couldn't make him uh, use a GPG. And hopefully, uh, Sealed was uh, ready to to work, and I could send it to him through Sealed. I'd like to mention James that. Uh... <laughs> I sent you a very dodgy file. Yeah. There, I, I apologize. <laughs> you were trying ah, to say. Well, it, it was the first thing that was on my desktop that I thought was going to be innocent. But the moral of the story is don't use files that you found on your desktop for demos, really. I, I did block out the actual address, even though it doesn't exist, apparently. Okay, Corrado has joined us, and um, he's know. he's on Linux, basically. But it's a good question. I, I said something about it's in Chrome, and um, Tim, what? you mentioned, and quite correctly, obviously, that there's an app to install. That app is, is Mac and Windows only. Is that correct? Um, the... Uh, yeah, for now it's uh, only Mac and Windows. Um, we uh, the well the the app ninety nine percent of the code uh, is uh, reusable on uh, on uh, on Linux, but uh, the very difficult part is the uh, integration with the uh, desktop environment. Uh, most most specifically, the uh, tray icon you have in the taskbar uh, in uh, Mac and Windows, and we don't always have that on Linux. So it's it's only that that is missing. Of course, we could make an argument that a lot of people who use Linux, maybe even say 80%, probably would know how to deal with GPG anyway. Which brings yeah. me to a question, by the way. Is there some way, I think this is no already, but <laughs> if you already have a key, would there be a way to mix into this in that you see what I'm saying James because he's mixed yes. with yeah, I'm nodding. Uh, yeah. he knows I, what I, I'm going to say so yeah. I already have well, you're saying it in such long winded ways yeah. say, it, say it in a correct way James for me because I know uh, you're thinking the same yeah key management is is, uh, is key here if, if you'll pardon the pun uh, and there are a number of us that have got our private and public keys that have been around for a long while um, when I first started off playing with Sealed what two three weeks ago i struggled to um get my known key into sealed for whatever reason um i i tend to use um keybase so keybase.io to manage uh, my keys that actually uh, was my question is there a way to get your own key into sealed um uh, at the moment uh, we uh, haven't implemented that yet uh, mostly because uh there are uh, multiple uh, encryption algorithms uh, that should be supported to do so. Uh, we could definitely uh, link the uh, existing keys uh, to the account, uh, but uh, right now we uh, could, could only be able to to use uh, RSA uh, encryption, asymmetric encryption. Okay, and that that in itself is a weakness because what it means is we've got a uh, a sealed um, wall garden of encryption. So the only way you can 
into work with sealed is to be within the sealed system really um well we we are definitely working on that uh, because uh the encryption is a very open environment and uh and like you said uh, having closed garden is uh, is not uh, that uh smart uh what we are trying to do though is uh, prove uh, that our uh, ux user experience is uh, good enough uh, and then we'll uh, add some other features uh, such as uh, the uh, Linux uh, support and uh, uh, integration with, with other key management systems such as Keybase uh, or uh, or existing GPG keys uh, but it's not it's not uh, it's not ready yet I have to say that the challenge here is not making a secure system but making a secure usable system anybody can make a secure system um, but most of them that I've tried and I've tried lots uh, tend to be totally unusable so making one that uh, that has a user interface that people understand and can use is the difficult bit coming back to the secure system question um just have you had a, a, a third party do you, do you document how the protocol works so that third parties can analyze it? Have you had a um, you know a security audit done, or, or anybody else look at, look at this externally to kind of spot the you know, you know we all make mistakes, and um, certainly I do. Um, uh, yeah, you you're right. Uh, we haven't have we haven't had an external audit yet. Uh, it's definitely uh, coming in uh, in a few weeks. Uh, that's why we are still in beta. Uh, we are not uh, brand the app as ready uh, yet uh, and uh, actually we plan on open sourcing sourcing uh, the uh, core encryption code uh, because uh, I believe that uh, no encryption tool can be trusted if uh, if it's not uh, open, open sourced uh, well uh, internally uh, all of this is documented uh, we have uh, uh, doc uh, documentation inside the code and uh, we have external documents that uh, allow us to uh, uh, rewrite uh, the encryption library in multiple languages uh, because we have uh, encryption uh, libraries in, uh, in JavaScript, we have them in Java, we have them in Python uh, right now, uh, and uh, we plan on uh, rewriting them in other languages uh, for uh, having support uh, on uh, other platforms and uh, improving uh, also uh, performance. So yes, all of this is documented, but no external audit has been done yet. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, you know, when, when you get to the point where, I mean, that's an expensive thing to do. So, so I understand that you want to put that off until you're, until you're reasonably clear where the, where the product is going and, and, and that kind of stuff. So I, I totally get that. Um, on the, just you were mentioning there's a REST API. Is that something that, that you're hoping to offer to developers in the future, or is that just for internal use? Uh, the REST API is uh, well; it's uh, it's a, a server code uh, written uh, in uh, the Django uh, framework. Uh, it's basically the uh, public the, the server that uh, acts as uh, the public infrastructure. Uh, we don't plan on uh, on uh, giving the source code. Uh, we plan on uh, documenting the API so that other developers can use it, and plan also on uh, maybe. Uh, selling uh, uh, this uh, server as a, a, an on-premise uh, an on-premise uh, uh, service for our enterprises. Okay, now, and what's the? Let me see if I can understand this. What's the communication mechanism between the Chrome element and the, your own uh, executable that's sitting that's running? How, how do you? How does that inter-process communication work? Uh, well, um, in Chrome, we can uh, have uh, uh, we can use STDIO uh, to to do the inter-process communication. So that's what we did uh, at the beginning, but uh, we uh, we changed back to uh, an HTTP server, uh, and of course we we can't uh, have uh, uh, HTTPS because uh, it's there is a problem of uh, of uh, certif uh, uh, certificates uh, in that. So what uh, we uh, are doing right now is. Uh, authenticate uh, the uh, Chrome extension with uh, a user access control. That's why when you install Sealed, uh, there is a pop-up that uh, asks you, uh, well, uh, are, have you tried using Sealed from Chrome? If, you, if uh, no, uh, click, click on no. If yes, there is a token that is uh, generated and, uh, and uh, acts as an uh, authentication token. Uh, and <clears throat> well, uh, right now, uh, we haven't implemented uh, any kind of encryption between uh, those two. 
which is uh, not good. Uh, what we plan on doing is uh, just a Diffie-Hellman uh, exchange uh, so that uh, the communication can be encrypted uh, with, a, with, a, with AES uh, symmetric key uh, on both sides. But the difficult part is to get uh, cryptography into uh, the Chrome extension and we want to uh, put uh, in this Chrome extension at uh, the least, the, the least uh, of uh, cryptography. So, so coming back to Jay's question, um, I, one thing you might want to think about is using WebRTC data channel for the communication between the Chrome extension and your backend process and your uh, local process. Um, I don't. Uh, I actually don't think that would be too difficult. And and there's some interesting. I mean, I'd be happy to talk to you offline about how that might work. But but in effect, you'd get a. Um, an end-to-end -end encrypted pipe, which you could actually, if you were uh, put the effort into it, you could even authenticate the, the origin of it um, between the two of them. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I've just... Jay's comment and what you just said made me think, hmm, actually, that might be possible. I, I may have missed something important. It may not be possible. But but the nice thing would be that your Chrome extension then would just be using uh, a thing that's built into Chrome anyway. So you wouldn't have to be adding new features um, or new cryptography, as you say. Yeah, that, that, that could be a possibility. Uh, if you if you have any, any idea on that, uh, I, I'd be keen on uh, discussing it with you. Uh, of course, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a problem we facing uh, actually right now because uh, it's it's uh, we we know it's a it's a big weakness sounds like a really good excuse to come to paris tim <laughs> so uh, i have a timothy i have a question for you um this is jay again and um have you looked at using like a hardware container for uh, tokens to you know make it really really simple sort of a push button thing and i know you get your plate full but uh, that seems like an interesting approach to this end-to-end -end encryption dilemma uh actually yes we we uh, we are thinking about uh, ma uh, make uh, having the encryption keys and the en encryption part of uh, of our tool in uh, in a hardware security mod module uh we haven't uh managed to uh, to to make a working proof of concept yet, but it's uh, definitely something uh, our clients uh, could use uh, in a very very uh, in very uh, secure environments. So yes, we we are definitely looking at uh, compatibility with uh, hardware security models. Let me go cool. back go back to uh, a very simple uh, level of this discussion to ask James, who did you in because you sent me an attachment that was encrypted? You said it was encrypted to me. Uh, who yeah, was I? To you and. Andy and Timothy. Yeah, but how did you find me? Are we contacts? And do we need to be, Timothy, do we need to be contacts? Uh, how does that part work? Because honestly, uh, you know, I've been on the internet for 20 plus years, been alive for, I won't even count the decades. Um, I've had a lot of experience with all this. I'm not, not in any sense a newbie, and yet I could not quite figure out how the contacts are related. Uh, in trying to send to multiple people, I typed in their email. In, so I'm talking about the app now, by the way. So we've got that little we bring that down from the top whatever that's called on the mac yeah the, share your screen randy and we'll, well, well i can because it's way too first of all i've got the hangout in the screen but the point is that while you've got that well I mean, I actually i have a I have a still of that i guess i could share but my point is that uh, because you know what i'm talking about uh tim you've got the dialogue that selects your contacts well if you need to type apparently need to type an email into that and not a person's name or there's no lookup yeah uh we haven't uh, uh we by choice we haven't implemented uh, a lookup uh, a, a global a global search uh, on the server uh, because we don't want uh, to, to we don't want our users to be found uh, by name or uh, or something like that so you have to to know the exact email uh, on which the person has uh, registered on sealed uh, actually uh, next week we you you'll be able to register multiple emails on uh, on a single account uh, and uh, uh, what happens on the server uh, is that when you register your email, uh, the server uh, sends you uh, a, a challenge that you need to send back, uh, proving that it's indeed uh, you, your account uh, with a, a cryptographic proof with it. Uh, so uh, you, when you add a contact, what happens is that uh, you need to type the email address of uh, this contact, the email he registered with uh, on sealed, and then uh, it it will uh, retrieve uh, the uh, public key of uh, this uh, of this contact, and then 
it's uh, stored lo locally and you can encrypt uh, messages and files for uh, for this contact and uh, and the uh, in the list you don't uh, see the emails uh, you only see the uh, the actual name of the person that he declared uh, while uh, registering which can be troubling uh, we we should uh, have a profile that uh, gives the email address of your contacts yeah there there is a here's the the uh, image that I wanted to show which has your name because you're kind of the default it's a good idea too he included himself as a default contact that you could add uh, while you're trying to drag all your friends into this thing we can see that Mr. Andy Smith is in there now um, for example Michael and I have known each other for God knows how many years Michael Graves uh, he's in it I'm in it if I type his email in it appears that I'm able to um, but you know we both have different email addresses and I'm going to ask you James I guess you use an email don't say it live now but I guess you probably did not use the address that I was using um, when I registered is m must be what happened I wish I could do this no, live I know, I know look I've, I've got James's email um, but it just gives me a, a sealed string it, it doesn't, doesn't work either the, for you no because he sent it not to the address that I've registered right um, and indeed um, I went to send you one earlier and I, I initially used the, the the wrong address yeah so uh, this demonstrates the importance of uh, of uh, a key management system something like keybase well it also um, demonstrates that a lot of old men have too many email accounts <laughs> yeah, that's certainly true um, there is one other thing here that I, I'm particularly thinking about let's say I, I'm I'm uh, going through a normal business day so I, I'm, I'm sat here at, at my uh, main machine and I'm using it and I have sealed install on here and I, I can exchange uh, let's say sensitive emails with other people using sealed if I then have to go out somewhere and so I now I've dropped to a mobile device um, is there any way that I can continue to use sealed and how do you install sealed on more than one device on the same account yeah i was getting to that too what's the mobile solution is there one is there going to be one uh at the moment we haven't uh finished the uh mobile versions uh we have a working proof of concept that um works uh, kind of the same way as uh, the Chrome extension uh, with uh, all the all your uh, applications, which was kind of a challenge. Uh, and uh, but it's not ready yet for uh, for a production use, so we haven't released it. Uh, and uh, and uh, I'll come back to uh, to the uh, multiple devices uh, management. Oh, well, um, right now you can only have one account of sealed on one computer. Uh, it's uh, something that we are uh, actually uh, working on. Uh, the workflow would be uh, to uh, well install sealed on the other computer and instead of registering a new account you'd have to to uh, to ask for a registration registration uh, on uh, your account and you'll have a confirmation on the first computer to authorize the uh, newly created uh, keeper uh, on the uh, other computer. So uh, yes, it's it's going to be possible uh, on uh, be between uh, compu uh, computers and for mobile devices. Uh, you'll uh, you'll have to wait a bit because uh, we we don't have uh, have it ready yet. Okay. Well, we yeah, very much. I, we, I don't think we can expect everybody to everything to be done straight away. I mean, how big is your team, Tim? Uh, we we are a team of uh, three engineers uh, and uh, one uh, product uh, designer. And manager. Uh, so uh, I am one of those engineers. Uh, I uh, I uh, I work on the uh, client side of the product. Uh, another engineer uh, with another engineer, and uh, the last one works on the uh, server part and mobile uh, part of the of the project. So it's um, it's uh, it's uh, not uh, so not a so big team uh, right now, and uh, we are trying to to gather more more people on board. Uh, but the uh, the the problem right now is. Uh, uh, is uh, more uh, we 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 don't have money to 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 pay them. We don't pay ourselves, so so uh, it's uh, it's we 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 can't grow uh, our uh, dev team uh, as we as we want. So this is sorry, Andy. This is Jay. And um, <clears throat> speaking of money, Timothy, have you considered 
incorporating some sort of payment mechanism within this. Uh, what do what do you mean by payment meca mechanism? Uh, like mm -hmm. you, you you could pay with a uh, with sealed, or you should pay uh, sealed something. Well, just some way to encrypt uh, some sort of payment me message. I could see even you know um, encrypting uh, public keys for like Bitcoin and so forth, where you might not want to expose that you're showing somebody a public key um, so that there wouldn't be, you know, risk of or less risk of a correlation um, discovery. If that makes sense. Um, it just it just seems like this might lend itself to adding payment mechanisms at some point. I'm a little confused by the question myself. Yeah, Jay. it's all about disguising. Uh, yeah, it's like apples and oranges or something. There's some weird. I mean, I I can see kind of where you're trying to go, but at the same time, maybe it's too early days. Yeah. Uh, Could be too early. Um, I mean, Facebook Messenger just uh, it's incorporating um, payment mechanisms within Messenger. With it just what, seems though, with, like with Bitcoin or with something else. Um, I'm not quite sure. I don't think it's with Bitcoin. I think it's um, just some sort of secured payment channel. Um, it just seems like that's okay. the direction many things are going in. No, and there, makes there's sense. definitely, the, that's an interesting point. I mean, it, but I think it depends more on a huge, very wide ad, uh, adoption, don't you? So Facebook, you know, is the definition of wide adoption or WhatsApp. Well, WhatsApp is Facebook. So, you know, big audiences. Yes. In that case, a way to transfer money would make sense. Pure payment. Um, well, we, we, because, we, because, yeah, go ahead. We, I mean, uh, just earlier, Timothy mentioned that he securely sent a credit card number from one place to another. And it just seems like that might actually be a way to scale this if you highlighted some sort of, you know, uh, person to person payment mechanism or uh, some sort of enhancement to payment mechanisms that was more secure. Um, I mean, as we're talking about it, maybe even just encrypting credit card numbers back and forth might open up some sort of payment mechanism that could be scaled. Um, that's not something we uh, we have thought about, actually. Uh, my, uh, my opinion on this is that, well, uh, Bitcoin uh, does uh, the, the job really well, but uh, um, doesn't integrate with uh, standard um, payment protocols, uh, but those are uh, inherently not uh, protected uh, because, well, when I when I think of uh, a payment method uh, such as uh, Messenger or uh, the Messenger way or or peer-to-peer uh, -peer, uh, payment methods such as uh, well, uh, Pumpkin in France. Uh, well, those are uh, a third party uh, that uh, holds basically your money. Uh, you pay them, and they pay your uh, your contact. But I don't see how uh, we could add any value uh, to those to these kind of exchanges. Um, and for uh, Bitcoin uh, exchanges, uh, I I don't think we 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 could add any kind of value to this uh, as well because they are inherently uh, protected. We could uh, add some obfuscation to to the uh, to the public exchange maybe, but um, maybe the the the, the best answer to uh, to to this uh, need of obfuscation is to to change a bit uh, Bitcoin maybe, but I I don't think we can add any value to this. Uh, Jay, I think now that I start to think about this a little bit, having messed with Bitcoin very briefly, um, I think actually you're hitting on something very important, which is that Bitcoin is incomprehensible to most people. So what Sealed did for encryption, someone needs to do to bit for Bitcoin. In fact, this needs to become no brainer. Why is PayPal a success, by the way? Because because, hey, here's my email, send me money. It's easy. Who knows how secure it is or how, you know, I mean, that's a whole other question. But the point is, Bitcoin is a nightmare. It really is. I mean, again, I'm not the, uh, you know, total newbie to any of this stuff. And yet I have a very hard time figuring out how that works. And also it has a lot of step like encryption, like managing PGP keys. A Bitcoin has a bunch of Bitcoin and it's whatever other people who are doing that same thing, by the way. I couldn't name them, but there's three or four. Uh, all of that stuff is actually very challenging challenging for the average person to do, even if you are a little bit technical. So, um, yeah, I think you hit something. Yeah. I expect you to come yeah. up with great things, Jay. Work it out and let <laughs> us know what it is. <laughs> Good question. Well, uh, no, I, you're, you're my, and I'm not, I'm not a big Bitcoin user, but I'm more interested in the blockchain. But I would say probably the biggest hindrance for adoption in the cryptocurrency realm is this usability factor. I don't think it's the time delay. I don't think it's anything else. It's just, I mean, even when you 
ask somebody to use a QR code. It's like that, at least in North America, that can put people off just enough so they're not going to use it. So this, you know, I, I think, Timothy, your value proposition in many respects is to make this dead simple and make it so that, you know, my grandmother can send not only encrypted documents, but in secure documents, but possibly even payment too. So I, I think it's an exciting use case for sure. And, and I recognize that you're in a very early stage in this. This, but the the value proposition that I've heard so far is making it as simple as possible, and I I think that's right on target. Yeah, uh, I see. I, I totally see what what, what you mean, uh, and uh, I hope we'll uh, we'll reach uh, sufficient adoption so that we we can uh, tackle this uh, this new use case. Uh, but well, it's uh, it's a very long shot uh, right now. So well. I hope we we can reach this uh, this stage, but uh, it's not it's not on the roadmap uh, in uh, in the near future. Okay, we're coming up to the hour. Corrado um, had a really good question. Who did? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, go ahead, Corrado. Well, the, the the question that disrupts all the, uh, the the wonderful things that we discussed so far. Um, uh, we had a massive release of uh, security. Yeah, uh, notes uh, called Vault Seven. So practically, NSA and GC, GCSQ, the FBI, CIA knows every possible backdoor to every possible uh, encryption uh, system, uh, encoding anything, zero days, and so on. Uh, is it possible that encrypting rather than giving more security just simply uh, underlines our communications so they are more visible rather than the common ground uh, billions of bytes per second of traffic that go around? So is it encrypting an in- still an interesting proposition or do we red flag our communication? Um, my opinion on this is that, uh, well, uh, in the uh, documents uh, leaked in uh, Vault Tavern and or uh, a few years back by uh, Edward Snowden uh, didn't uh, actually f- uh, say anything about a backdoor on the algorithm uh, encryption algorithm. Uh, they uh, told more about uh, maybe pseudo-random uh, number generators or uh, backdoors in the uh, operating systems in, uh, in, the, in itself. So uh, you could have all the encryption layers uh, you want uh, with no backdoor. If your uh, op- operating system, your uh, your your Windows, your uh, Mac, or your Android or your iPhone is uh, in uh, in deeply uh, backdoored, well, no encryption done on this uh, device could uh, could could resist uh, such an attack, uh, or uh, at least not uh, in not that I know. Of. Uh, but uh, the, I, I haven't heard anything about uh, the. Uh, NSA or the CIA uh, breaking uh, uh, truly uh, the um, algorithms used uh, in uh, asymmetric encryption or uh, symmetric encryption. I have heard uh, something, I've read some things uh, about uh, well, uh, pseudo-random generators that uh, can produce uh, ran- uh, not so random numbers uh, that can be uh, factorized uh, in, uh, in a, a short period of time. Uh, I have heard uh, things about, uh, well, uh, well, uh, for example, in SSL or TLS, uh, if your server uh, can uh, is compatible with uh, all the versions of uh, SSL and TLS, uh, you can uh, attack. Uh, even if you're using the latest one, uh, an, at- uh, an attacker could uh, make uh, the communication. Uh, unsafe by uh, tricking the server into using uh, the oldest protocols, uh, but really uh, the the encryption in, in itself isn't broken. Uh, an interesting point uh, you you uh, something interesting you said is uh, about uh, flagging maybe uh, your messages uh, because when you encrypt something uh, you uh, give a notice to uh, everyone listening to the uh, to the uh, communication channels that you have something something secret to say maybe and that you you are um, maybe uh, a good target to uh, to explore uh, and then uh, the Government agencies could uh, specifically target your your computer with a with right. a specific exploits uh, of uh, of flow uh, zero day uh, flaws and well 
that is the 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 main way uh, I, I could see encryption as a, a bad practice. But uh, it's, in my opinion, not a bad practice. No, not saying it's a bad practice, but uh, it is in fact flagging our traffic. So yeah. Uh, Another thing, though, uh, I know that there are many uh, encryption techniques and protocols that cannot be exported, that are licensed in the US, that cannot be exported to some countries that are blacklisted. Uh, and the reason is, common wisdom, is that these protocols have specific keys that are in master key that are in the hands of the NSA to open whatever message is encrypted with that protocol without knowing any of the asymmetric key, any at all. That's uh, hearsay to the grapevine, but that is what I know. Okay. Rather, the way the, the, way the law is written, though, is uh, certain encryption softwares, algorithms, are not allowed for export specifically because they're deemed to have military value and to be dangerous in the hands of others but that's you know the government perspective that's the things that said in public not the things that are said behind closed doors okay we're gonna just do one last thing which is a message uh that michael sent me andy your message uh unfortunately shows my email in the clear which is not really desirable yeah i so, just noticed that why, why you do well why you gotta, do this I'm, gotta, ready, I'm ready i'm ready i'm ready go go. so go i'm just going to switch over this is just two quick slides really is all it is uh I move over to cam twist and we move this in so I received this message from Michael and I think I blocked out right there we go so you get this and you click on the sealed message button and voila we get now the actual uh, decrypted text uh, James sent me three three times he tried to do it and three times it's undecipherable I don't know why we'll work that we'll debug that later anyway any final questions or comments because we're we've got a couple other announcements to make at the end but um, anything further on sealed which is s-e-a-l-d dot i-o you should go and Get into the beta. It's not a very difficult thing to do. Just type your email address in and you'll receive very quickly the invite. And it's fun to play with and mess around with. And it may very well be useful. I could have used this years ago. It would have been fantastic. Um, it's, bliss, it's blissfully easy to use. It is. It's blissfully easy to use, and it's the kind of thing where uh, once they have a mobile, once they have multiple device support uh, and and, uh, and potential usability on mobile devices, I would ensure that it was installed on my wife's computers and and phones for those to help me in those occasions where she she wants me to um, send her some password or something that right. she has forgotten, and this would be sort of prime use case. Um, I have one further comment, which is. Not directly related to sealed, but since it's about encryption, I thought I'd throw it out there. And, and um, you know, there was some time ago with respect to encrypted voice communications, so that would be streaming encryption. Uh, this idea that that was now readily, within, with respect to encrypted voice, that was readily circumvented. Uh, without hacking the encryption simply by analysis of the pattern, mm -hmm. uh, pattern analysis of the flow to infer the uh, the phonemes of the of the voice communication, and I, I think that means that means that further work on voice communication is encrypting voice communication is necessary because we uh, we we have to almost have now some steganographic approach of saying we're going to mix the voice with some kind of other signal and encrypt that in order to ensure that the encrypted stream is not uh, inferable. The S word had to come out. So, so I, I'm, uh, there are a bunch of, I mean, on that one, Michael, there's, there's a bunch of work there and it, and it's, it's important to know that the, the, um, God. The paper that you're basing that remark on was is is actually looking for a limited set of, of utterances. So it'll find the phenomes in um, in in digits, for example. Right. So if you wanna if you wanna go and think you can maybe find the credit card numbers out of a out of a call that's in um, I think they were targeting 729. So it's a compressing codec with a variable, and in fact it's a variable length codec they were working on. Probably silk then. Um, that they they reckon they could spot. Um, with that but it's actually not um it's not as broad an application it's not free speech it's it's looking for a very small subset of of words and indeed i think it was they were pre-trained with the user's voice so it's it's not as general a whole as you might think it is a vulnerability but i don't think it's as 
big a vulnerability as you might think. Okay, we're getting into a rabbit hole. Speaking of holes here, I want to thank uh, thank uh, Timothée Rubour very much. Thank you for joining us, Timothée. With pleasure. Hope to meet you thank one you. of these days in Paris. I come to Paris relatively often, and uh, one of these days I will stop by. We'll have a little uh, glass of Bordeaux or something, or whatever you drink. Okay? All right. Thank you very much. And I have sent an invite, an invite, uh, sorry, an intro to you, uh, an email to you and Tim Panton, because Tim is uh, specialized in a lot of this stuff, and if you ever need to speak to him, you have his address now. Thank you uh, very much. We're going to move on to, and you're welcome to stay, by the way. I just wanted to thank you and to remind people to go to S-E-A-L-D.io, sealed. Check it out. It's worth looking at and worth playing around with to see if it can be useful to you. Um, I want to call on Kathleen because she's got a couple of things she's going to tell us about Free Switch and about, her something about a party. Did you say party? And uh, also about, um, uh, what's the name? Klucon or Glucon? No, it's Klucon. I'm kidding. Kathleen. Yeah, um, we're actually pretty excited to announce um, that we've got a boat party happening on Thursday night. Um, this is kind of an exciting little thing. I know numerous people have kind of gone out and done the little cruises by themselves in their own time, but now we have an officially sponsored one. So Thursday night, Klucon. Join us, uh, RSVP when you register. Um, we're going to go out for a sunset cruise. There will be drinks on the boat. Um, so it'll be nice. It'll be fun. And you'll get to see Chicago as the sun sets. So. And can I ask, uh, Kathleen, who is the generous sponsor? That would be Voicetel. Good yeah. old Voicetel. Well, well done there. Yeah. That, sounds so fan- that sounds fantastic. Do one in Paris and Timothée and myself will be there and uh, many other people probably on the Seine. Or do it, let's do it in Berlin. I don't know. Kathleen, you'll be in Berlin. We need yeah. to mention, uh, by the way, I think I did neglect, I didn't mention that we're all going to meet up and I have to do this ridiculous switch again back to Camp Twist so that I can show you this, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it's May 8th to 10th, 20. 17 in Berlin, Germany. Kamailio.world. At the end of the call, I get a little bit, I get a little bit tired. Kamailio world, not Kamailio.world. Although there should be a dot world, don't you think? Has anybody thought of that? Dot world. Think of the implications. Very creative. Kamailioworld.com will get you there. It only has one L, by the way, in case you're wondering. Like Chicago, there's only one L in Chicago, right? (laughs) The L. Whoa, we're (laughs) all right. I think I need a drink, so we're going to have to go off air now to do that because we can't do that until we get to the mature audiences only. Uh, Kathleen, stay with us. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. We're going to make arrangements for dinners and drinks and all kinds of things in uh, Berlin. But in the meantime, the rest of you, next week, we're again going to be talking about Kamaio World with the one and only James. James and there K- go Allison Smith is going to be with us next week, okay? We're going to talk about coming your world. Anyway, everybody, see you next week with Allison, and in the weeks to come, we're going to be moving on into towards our 666 edition. I need to figure out when that's going to be. This is 636. Thank you, everybody. See you next week, hopefully. Hey, that was the bleeding edge of the IP communications and VoIP community. We're at VUC.me on the web. Thanks to Simwood.com, who can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our hosted PBX is provided by OnSIP.com. The site at VUC.me is on Bluehost.com. We use ZipDX.com for our wideband, full-featured conference bridge. And our local rate dial-ins are from Voxbone.com. Every Friday, 12 noon Eastern Time. See you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.